working as a wealth advisor at AIF and PMS Advisors India Private Limited. I am glad to be a part of the core team at AIF and PMS Advisors India Private Limited. Without further delaying, I would like to introduce Mr. Vikas Agrawal, the proud managing director and chief executive officer at AIF and PMS Advisors India Private Limited. Mr. Vikas has over 16 years of experience in the industry. Prior to captaining his own ship, he worked with Motilal Oswal, private wealth advisors, as a senior vice president. He has also grabbed the opportunity of meeting Mr. Warren Buffett. His vision is to provide a professional platform for private wealth management services in India, which is guided by a single-minded client approach advisory. AIF and PMS advisor believes in client centricity, trust, integrity, transparency, and excellence in advisory and execution. Today, we are starting with a series of Ask the Expert, which is inaugurated by none other than Mr. Shailendra Kumar, co-founder and chief investment officer at Narnolia Group. Mr. Shailendra Kumar is an alumni of IIT Delhi with an experience of over two decades in research and fund management. He is the editor of India Quant Analytics, a publication on quantitative statistics and structure of Indian equity markets. He has also developed 69 indices including India's most comprehensive EW all-share index and the very first EW Islamic index with a mandate from PMO India. Under his leadership, the group got recognized and awarded by many industry leaders across the globe. One of the key achievements is EW model portfolio with over 10 years of real-time investment experience by generating 16.5 CAGR returns as against a benchmark of 8.1010%. This industry-leading performance is not by chance, but because of process-driven, unbiased, and disciplined multi-strategy, multi-asset, bottom-up fundamental research. Today, he would be speaking on the new normal market outlook and the way ahead. Over to you, Mr. Vikas. Yeah, thank you, Amuja. Uh, so firstly, I would like to thank uh, each and every one for taking their time out from their busy schedule and coming and attending this webinar. Uh, at AIF and PMS Advisors, it is our endeavor to organize this uh, knowledge-based series called Ask the Expert. And, uh, you know, uh, in last 16 years of my career, what I have realized is that there is a huge gap between uh, investors' return and investments' returns. Uh, for example, uh, I'm sure all of you have heard about this and would have received a lot of SMSs and WhatsApp messages that if you would have invested, say, 10,000 rupees in Wipro in 1980s, the valuation of that would have been nothing less than 750 crores today. So that's called power of compounding and for power of equities. Uh, but the question is, how many investors are really able to make it? Uh, so, you know, at AIF and uh, PMS Advisors, our attempt is basically to build a platform uh, wherein uh, we can uh, get all the stakeholders together on the same platform. Uh, because uh, my observation is what happens is that uh, investors have their own uh, understanding of the markets and their managers have a different understanding of the market. So it is very, very important if you want to achieve a goal and create long-term wealth, it is very important that all of us come on the same page. So therefore, we'll keep uh, organizing these sessions for you all. Uh, this is for the first time we are organizing it. Uh, and we'll have uh, many more. So we'll keep updating you on uh, whatever we are doing. Uh, 
the other thing which i wanted to also uh, uh, discuss about is that iif and pms advisors when we started this journey uh, 22 days back exactly uh, what we realized is that uh, there are more than 100 portfolio managers in india and there are more than 600 strategies uh, put together so the whole uh, it, it became extremely difficult for all of us to sort of uh, evaluate each and every strategies and and their managers so what we have done is uh, we have uh, uh, sort of developed an internal framework called uh, 3i uh, let me just take a minute to explain what 3i means to us so what we look when we look at 3i uh, uh, the investment framework the first thing that we examine very very carefully is uh, the style of the investment so that's the first i uh, when i say style as in we try and understand uh, what kind of investment managers they are Uh, they are either they are a growth investor or they are a, a value investor or they are contrarian uh, because you know if you look at uh, in the financial industry uh, you will find that there are very few managers who have well defined investment philosophies uh, what kind of investors they are so we thought that should be the first point for all of us to evaluate the manager so the first point that we look at very very carefully is the style of the manager the second thing that we look at is Uh, uh the portfolio investments portfolio so when i say portfolio essentially we look at what kind of portfolios are there uh, how many calls have gone wrong how many calls have gone wrong uh, right and then we start evaluating the the portfolio quality and third and the last which is very very important is we look at uh, the performance uh, while some of you might argue with the fact that you might say that you know uh, basically uh, performance is an outcome uh, while i also agree to the fact that performance is an outcome but what we uh, 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 examine in performance is how consistent uh, the fund performance is because you know what i have realized over a period of last 16 years is uh, investors do not like to have roller coaster ride in their investments uh, so that became uh, uh, very important for us to examine the consistency of the fund and while examining this we break what we learned is that narnolia securities and their pms reflects on the top of the curve uh, and they were also rewarded as the uh, most consistent portfolio managers in 2018 and 2019 and that is the reason today uh, we thought we'll invite uh, mr shailendra kumar from narnolia uh, mr shailendra is there with us uh, he is sort of uh, instrumental in terms of uh, setting up the investment philosophy at narnolia and he is a co-founder member and chief investment officer uh, under his able guidance uh, organization has grown many fold uh, and he is also been able to uh, deliver very very consistent deliverables in the hand of investors so we thought we'll invite mr shalen so mr shalen are you there yes sure sure guys on the show of ask the expert yeah <laughs> thank you okay so the first question which comes to my mind mr shalendra is you are an i you know you are an engineer You are an alumnus from IIT Delhi. What makes you to enter into the last day? Oh, <laughs> uh, what made me enter? You know, uh, say like uh, it's a pretty uh, old story, I would say. So the first time I had a chance to uh, get into the stock market was uh, long back. I mean, it was 1985. Uh, the day you know I finished my 12th board uh, exams. So uh, most of my friends were. Buying movie tickets uh, naturally in the last paper uh, in the evening you go to watch a movie or something like that. Uh, but that evening somehow I went to a broker 
to ask him what kind of a stock i can buy uh, so this is very my association with the market is that long so uh, just after 12 i got into the game of stock market uh, even all through my undergrad years you know uh, i was pursuing electrical engineering but uh, my brain was always into you know system building modeling uh, of course that time it was all about so modeling machines uh, but this curiosity uh, is kind of like a uh, kind of you know problem solving uh, through maths was a something which was like in thing uh, in the brain and uh, kept on uh, getting hooked more and more to the market because market initially to me appeared like a number game so you uh, know a company earning per share profit turnover some valuation multiple and you make some money in the market so it appeared very easy in those years for sure and in fact i made good amount of money at that point in time because there was a big bull market going on in india at, uh, it was more because of the market less because of my skill in the market that point in time which i realized after the bear market of 1996 97 98 so then i learned my real lesson in the market and i learned uh, it's just not the number behind the stock there is a full management uh, there is strategy and the way they execute it so lot of things are there uh, while making uh, stock investment it's not simply just the numbers that we normally talk about so and then uh, then the whole journey you know changed completely uh, the way now we invest sure uh, the other thing is if you look at narolia today as we speak today it is amongst the top 15 brokers of india so you starting journey as, uh, as a sub broker with motilal oswal and then you know uh, reach to this level so how did you manage to scale up if you could throw some more light on uh, uh, this area probably it would be more beneficial for for all of us right. to understand more in detail uh, so vikas see you know uh, when we started in the market uh, naturally at that point in time uh, professional money management was not a profession as such. there was none you know uti was the only mutual fund as such and there was no pms per se so uh, the easiest thing to enter into the market was uh, through the mode of you know being a broker or a sub broker uh, and like that but the idea with nanulia was always to build a supervisory investment so where we supervise somebody investment was not transaction facilitation only uh, was uh, something in our mind and we kept on doing this you know uh, today uh, in the indian context uh, there's something like 30 lakh crore of uh, market cap which is through the retail and hni uh, investments now i remember 90s uh, when i started my career as such we started the business at that point in time less than 10% money was through supervisory route you know it was basically you know larger players or lot of uh, people uh, with you know deep pockets uh, getting some kind of a cover from you know n number of sources and making some fortune in the market there was no mode of professionally supervising the investment now in last 30 years as the journey of nanolia has progressed if you look at the market also today in out of uh, total investment by hni in retail almost 50% investment is through the mutual fund pms and the model fund so only half is there which is direct investment and that too uh, the direct investment is mostly through you know uh, promoters friends or company insiders sorry to interrupt can you be a little bit louder please oh sure 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 i i think i think i think i'm clear i, I think this, this this is okay now yes slightly better now yeah sure sure because so the idea is basically you know uh, the the mode of investment in equity market through somebody supervision so having a fund manager in between you and the stock so between an investor and a stock there is a fund manager this concept is very very new so 30 year back most of people were investing through you know sub information uh, gathering from one base there but now you know 50% of the investment in the market is primarily you know through some kind of advisory either some mutual fund manager is managing your fund or a pms person is managing aif person is managing or even a model portfolio 
Now, our whole journey of progress at Nanolia had been in sync with the uh, this uh, increasing, you know, emphasis on the supervisory investments. We built a large corpus uh, in the eastern part of the country, and then we built good amount of franchise for ourselves in Gujarat, and then Maharashtra, and now uh, across the India. A lot of large, you know, national pan India, you know, um, intermediary are selling, you know, those funds that we manage at our end, and um, this, this is like very fruitful journey for these many years, uh, for sure. And now today. Uh, we have built excellent uh, research platform you know almost 45 research analysts are working under me and very deep domain knowledge excellent fundamental base uh, we do really the basic uh, the you can say original level research where we meet you know company management the supplier their customers huge amount of economic analysis huge amount of company level analysis so it's a very deep uh, mode that we have built uh, over the years in terms of our research pedigree so what is your investment philosophy when you uh, uh, talked about advisory and you have a team of research team so uh, anything that you define that uh, look this is my investment philosophy and come what may let the market to go wherever it wants to go we'll stick to this if you could right. enlighten us with that right because so i'll just take a little bit of technology help to let you you know explain in a very simple sense what our investment philosophy is let me just share my screen and uh, show you something on that regard uh, just a second uh, i hope my screen is clear there now right yeah yeah it is visible so uh, i'll just take uh, one or two slide to explain to you uh, in a simple word you know what our investment philosophy is uh, our investment philosophy per se in terms of what kind of a company we like to be uh, have those company in our portfolio are very simple i'll try to explain as simple as possible we call this philosophy growth in value so the word that we use for our style of investing we call it growth in value now growth in value uh, there are a lot of nuances involved in the process of calling it growth or calling it value growth in value is you know uh, uh, a kind of a strategy which is like uh, which is more towards the value side of the uh, uh, spectrum but it looks for growth inside value and let me explain that you know a business is valuable a business is valuable if it is producing good amount of roe return on equity good amount of roce return on capital employed or good amount of free cash flow to equity owners so a business you call a value company a quality company a good company where these parameters are very very high uh, roe roce free cash flow now growth in value simply means a growth in these parameters so for a company under consideration if the roe today is say 12 or 13 if we realize or if we through our research we understand the roe of this company will move up from 13 to say 18 that company fits into this uh, style of growth in value so the value quotient or the valuability of the company is growing over a period of time so instead of a typical growth is you know where you look at the profit growth or the sales growth this investment philosophy of ours looks at you know whether the value parameters those roe roc free cash flow whether they are going to grow uh, in the foreseeable future uh, future or not so that's the basic crux of our investment philosophy uh, all the portfolio company that we own today or we ever buy in our portfolio they all fulfill this uh, simple characteristic of course there are a lot of uh, research behind understanding uh, you know uh, how can you have a conviction that for a company the roe will grow up roc will grow up there is a huge amount of uh, Uh, things are involved deep fundamental research is involved but ultimately at the end for a investor or for ourselves while taking decision it all boils down to a very very simple thesis of the company showing growth in value characteristic 
or the companies showing higher roe roc free cash flow over next uh, foreseeable 3 to 5 years so that's one part of our investment philosophy the other part uh, is we seek linearity and let me explain uh, for a minute what i you uh, means by the word linearity you know you will find for many company you know you, in the latest uh, recent past or maybe last 10 years you might have seen lot of company suddenly their roe goes up uh, just within a year for some reason and it goes very dramatically up it just improves so profit goes up by four times asset turnover goes up by two times in just a two quarter three quarter kind of a situation in that situation uh, our own understanding is you know you have to be right twice in a stock so whenever you buy a stock you need to be uh, right two times one while you are buying so that after you are buying the prices moves up and secondly you have to be right that you sell on time right you have to take two decisions buy decision and sell decision now in companies where uh, linearity is absent now linearity absence means where the parameter moves very fast so roe moves suddenly very fast so from 10 it goes to 20 just in a quarter or free cash flow suddenly there is a burst of free cash flow ro research suggest that in those situation where the spikes is very high everything moves in a spike you know sharp changes in roe sharp changes in free cash flow that never sustains in those situation if you don't sell the stock on right time all your profit profit simply vanishes so you have to be you have to do both the job right you have to do, uh, do the timing of uh, buying your stock also right and you have to be right on the selling also uh, very you uh, know very very you have to be 100% perfect money uh, from those situation. now in our case we like company where the change in roe or change in free cash flow happens very gradually over many many years so things start keep moving and moving up uh, so like if it has to go from 13 roe to 18 roe it doesn't go go there in a quarter or two it goes very very slowly 13 to 13 and a half then 14 then 14 and a half now in that situation our research suggest that even if you do little bit of miss timing in selling still you don't lose too many too much of a money or too much of a gain you don't pay back to the market in those situation so there are two basic framework when we select a stock we make sure that this stocks fulfill these two criteria growth in value means in a foreseeable 2 3 years the roe roc is moving up and this whole movement is very very gradual because what we have seen is the whole valuation multiple re-rating and the new valuation multiple remains at a very very high level only when the movement is very very linear gradually slowly evolving over say 2 to 3 years so that's the two uh, basic criteria we look for a stock i'll just add here belong, along with that what is very very important for us is it's very easy to you know say that roe will go up and you can make some kind of a math you can see some of the website and get some number and make some sense that will go up it's not that easy be very very sure uh, behind every company there are, there are good many numbers of people who are working so any listed company in india today if you look at for every company there are thousands of customer there are thousands of employee who are working behind those company any listed company of india 10000 20000 employee will be there 10000 customers must be there or maybe if a consumer company then lack of customer there just to know the whole mechanics in a simple 2 3 excel sheet word is not enough for you to be very very sure of your thesis that roe surely will go up so you, that requires very deep bottom up research let me uh, take another couple of minutes to explain that uh, framework of research at our end for a sake of simplicity uh, for our analyst and as well as customer to understand what is what we are doing in terms of research on those company 
we divide those uh, a step of research into five different m's you can call it 5m you know first m is the market so you have to understand the market very carefully and market doesn't mean a stock market market means every company whether a product company or a service company is ultimately addressing a particular customer market right now understanding the customer market and understanding what are the changes happening inside that customer market is very very critical to do the bottom up research of any any company so first leg of uh, the research process is understanding the market the market means addressable market of the company that i am studying right the second part which i would say the most most important part is the management behind every company there are few people you know whose brains is going there they are building the strategy because every market changes may not be a profitable changes so you have to just the management has to be very careful in picking the that segment of the market where business can be more profitable can have can command higher roe now that strategy cannot be only you know choosing the market segment they are dealing with so for example a bank now bank addresses in number of variety of customers you know sme retail now what kind of customer you are targeting upon is the market that you have chosen to address to right apart from choosing the market the other thing which is important in terms of management is what kind of a finance strategy they are having now when i say the finance strategy means raising the fund and deploying the fund now typically for a management raising the fund can be you know through the retained earning through loans or through equity offerings right so how they are funding their balance sheet and how they are deploying those money in their businesses you know and how efficiently the, they are doing it so not only choosing the market financing strategy even hr strategy which is very very critical nowadays in the service economy particularly the product the pricing the supply chain how they are deciding what kind of supply chain they will use to get their uh, manufacturing to the customer what kind of supply chain they do because there's a huge amount of delta in a, these all these segments so what is the strategy of management in terms of you know all these things and picking the right market doing the right financing strategy right deploying strategy right product strategy right supply chain strategy so this two second m is management the third m is what i call moat now again when i use the word moat uh, let's break the moat in two parts you know the business moat and the financial moat you know moat in a very very simple uh, simple financial term a moat means a region because of which you make more margin than your competitors or you are in a business where you make more margin moat is a competitive advantage that you have it can be in terms of higher margin it can be in terms of higher asset turnover ratio so you deploy less asset and make more revenue than your competitors now these moat comes either in the form of business that you have chosen the car, uh, customer mass and the supply chain in a manner that you enjoy a moat or it could be financial mode so you have uh, financed your asset or you have put your you know the whole the profit loss account the every item there in such a manner that you enjoy a higher margin so the three m are like market management and the mode and i tried i think i so these are the three and the other two is modeling you have to very meticulously model because we are talking about the future we are not talking about the past now for the future what earning of a company would be so what its profit loss account will look like in say 3 to 5 years what its balance sheet will look like in 3 5 years what its cash flow will look like in 3 5 years and this is a very meticulous job because you, any error of yours 
and in a kind of disruptive atmosphere that we the whole business is right now uh, you have to be very very clear of what your modeling is uh, in terms of that company and the fifth aim the the fifth aim is the multiple what multiple you assign to the company is a very very critical you have to work around a kind of a valuation band which you feel is reasonable to you and are you buying at a price where you have sufficient margin of safety in terms of making money out of the store so a company might be great but you might not might not make good amount of money say in 2 to 3 years time frame if you have not done these uh, multiple computation very very clearly so all these five so i just just to sum up you know there are two attribute we like one is growth in value uh, in simple term roe is rising free cash flow rising linearity means we want uh, those changes which are going to happen in a very gradual manner those two aspect of what we like and how do we ensure that what we are seeing or what we are visualizing that this roe will go up this will be linear that comes from deep bottom up research of this 5m framework the market the management the mode the model and the multiple so this is what you can uh, this is what the investment philosophy of or style of ours is uh, in terms of what we look at in the stock when we buy in our portfolio thank you so you also talked about markets and you know understanding of the market so so challenge what's your views on the markets because at this point of time uh, everybody is confused and uh, you see it's a very uncertain time so uh, what is your house view uh, about uh, equity markets okay so uh, just give me a, uh, i'll give you a brief, brief background on this like so every year every fund manager writes a annual strategy notes including we also do we are doing for last eight nine, uh, last 10 years now uh, strategy notes now this time uh, we had our forecast for nifty uh, surely uh, market has done something different right now but we had mentioned very clearly and this we had not mentioned ever from 2010 onward we never mentioned the word black swan but this year and in the end of december when we uh, wrote that strategy notes for all our customers and we circulated them on 1st of january of 2020 we had uh, written one full page on that we are fearing a black swan event now right now it's very popular now everyone is we are hissing say a black swan that has happened in the market Uh, thankfully we had this uh, at the beginning of the year or the end of last year we had discussed about black swan of course i was also not my analysts were not aware about corona at that point in time it was not a uh, it was not any mainstream subject in the financial market my own fear in terms of black swan was ultimately look at all the global leaders look at from us to say canada france uk india china japan all the larger economies if you look at all the events of 2017 18 19 will find most of these leaders do not have faith on any of each of them like and they every opportunity they are fighting like anything like a school kid my own sense was anything goes wrong anything goes wrong in the global macro setup something goes wrong with you know japan or something goes wrong with say europe something goes wrong with the you know the kind of change china was trying to do in economy from manufacturing to consumption if anything goes wrong these leaders are not on same page so the response the kind of response we had in 2008 if you remember when 2008 happened global leaders global central bankers they spoke to each other very frequently and they could manage the everything they could control the things very very fast in 2008 unlike that this calendar year 2020 was in a background where most of the leaders were not on similar page and that was my scare of if anything goes wrong there is no one right now 
cohesive enough to face the challenge and make the things better for the world so that was our fear for black swan this year and what has happened we all know look at the linkage so what when corona has happened covid 19 is happening how does the covid 19 got translated to a stock prices falling you know now we know lockdown and now we know a lot of uh, you know manufacturing has got hurt and services are now uh, is getting hurt export import is very bad number initially in the three week of the march when the market fell everything was normal till 20th of uh, march also we were not going for a lockdown still market fell very sharply and why it fell the moment people started you know little bit of a scare of a lockdown kind of a scenario for the world every corporation whether in europe or america they had to you know liquidate their financial assets and sit on a cash why the moment there is a uh, there is a stoppage of your revenue you want to be in the cash so that you can pay your bills because when the lockdown has happened your revenue has stopped but your expenses still keep happening all your you know salary uh, cost all your rental and other things keep happening so the only thing in the mind of all the corporation of general electric boeing of the world was to liquidate all their financial investments and sit in a current account cash so that they can pay their bills for march and april another year uh, other months if you look at all the companies of the world of their december balance sheet they were holding very small amount of cash in their books and most of their investment was in liquid assets like etf uh, bond etf equity etf gold etf and all so beginning of the march the only impulse among those brains was to sell those investment and buy cash and we got a huge amount of sell in march now where we are today look at it this way for the market that sell is over so whatever early cash people want they have already taken out of the table so that sale will not happen again it's not market doesn't repeat same thing again and again right what can happen today is some kind of asset class churn asset class churns means long term long only investor also will try to get out of those economy or company where things doesn't look so safe will keep on shifting to those asset class and company where things look more more safer now this churn will also be a little bit of negative in terms of liquidity coming to the market the other way to look at this scenario is in india particularly almost 1 lakh crore rupee of fresh new investment happens every calendar year so look at all the sip multiplied by 12 and in any scenario that sip is continuing and is a very positive part of ours so 1 lakh crore of almost uh, mutual fund investment happens look at all the you know provident fund life insurance you got a number of about 1.4 lakh crore to 1.5 lakh crore of money which changes equity fresh uh, inflow to the stock market happens only thing is this happens every day in a very small small amount but ultimately at the end of the year it's 1 lakh 40000 crores so whenever api sells big amount so let like they sold about 60000 crore uh, just in the month of march so the market had to fall because 1 lakh 40000 crore comes gradually so every month you get 12000 crore kind of a amount to the market but the sell was 60000 crore so again in any of the month if the api selling is more than say 20000 crore our 12000 crore monthly inflow will not be able to uh, make sure some price damage will happen but this is about the price right look at the fundamental valuation level whatever the price we were quoting at in february is so 12000 nifty or 11500 nifty that was in the context of earning of the companies so nifty had a particular eps for the q3 fy20 number 
surely the q4 number is poorer than q3 number and q1 number q1 fy20 number will be even uh, it will be even uh, much more worse than q, uh, q4 number is very very clear but think about this some quarter afterwards maybe two quarter three quarter maybe four quarter afterwards the earning of the nifty or earning of the corporate altogether will be very similar to what it was in the month of february now when the numbers will be similar the corporate profit will be similar why the nifty will be dissimilar right so if the profit of the company will be same it was in february if that number same profit comes say after a year or after 9 months or after one and a half year why the prices will not be there where it was right when the profit was this much so my own sense for the market is we talk about long term wealth creation but today we are at a juncture where even the short term and when i'm using the word short term i'm very sure i'm talking about more than one year but less than three year that i'm calling a short term uh, as such less than one year is all speculative all trading kind of stuff one to three year time frame my own sense is our return in the indian context will be higher than the long term return that our investors enjoyed in india just based on this simple thing we are at 9000 kind of a nifty and i am talking similar profit of companies which was there in february if that comes back after a year also then the market will not have any reason to be trading any lower than that point so even in a one and a half year two year kind of a time frame our short term return from a stock market will be higher than the long term average of 15 16% so that's the basic outlook for an investor to have in their in his mind yeah vikas i think you because you are mute i suppose no i i i think your voice is mute uh, vikas can you hear me now ah yeah yeah yes 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 yeah so the next question is basically uh, where do you see uh, uh, the opportunity lies in the market how should investor approach the market at this point of time a b is is there a need to revisit the existing portfolio and realign the portfolio so what is your sense and how are you doing it in your uh, portfolio excellent very relevant question because i think this is the I think this is the most pertinent for those who are already invested in the market. It's a very, very important question. You know how things have changed at my age. I'll just explain my age to give you a perspective. You know? So earlier in my office, uh, we used to do weekly IC meetings, so investment committee meetings. So our all the heads and we used to sit together, and we used to discuss all the ideas. Uh, so IC meeting used to happen every uh, week. and in a fortnight all my analyst who has given me an idea so if i own a uh, company called x uh, in my portfolio the analyst of mine who has recommended or who has uh, pitched that idea to us was supposed to give me every fortnight update so any changes which has happened in the say like market strategy of management financial something has happened so he was supposed to update the ic every fortnight and normal ic meeting we used to do every week uh, march 3rd or 4th if i remember uh, recollect correctly are updation of the companies almost every day so every day the analyst who has pitched uh, who has given me a stock who has uh, convinced me of buying a particular stock every day they are updating me about the status in which that company is so first thing is everything that you own right now monitor and monitor very very closely we are really really in a very fluid 
macro or business environment right now and the right response for us to have in the market right now is very clearly monitor very very carefully what changes or what disruption is happening in the addressable market of the company and it is getting disrupted very so a lot of so uh, we been i don't remember in my own uh, understanding of the financial market our dependence on global uh, on government policy was never this high so without government announcing anything we can't go out of our house for good reason only i'm not saying for the bad reason look at the banks right now there is no private sector bank as of now every bank has to follow what government is saying in terms of what all policies are coming so truly in that sense lot of companies become a psu company by default because now everything is going through a government strategy yeah. i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm not saying i'm not giving a subjective judgment to you but the idea is the changes are very very rapid addressable market of consumer company of industrial company changing very rapidly management strategy has to evolve every day because a new situation in our lifetime in our in our visible or modern finance history or modern business history of last 50 60 year humanity never has faced this so all management of every company large company mid company has to continuously hone their skill hone their uh, strategy and as an analyst my job is to be uh, at least in sync with how the changes are happening lot of company financial mode and business mode which was a given thing say year back or even 3 4 months back is not given any more you need to be very very careful this kind of scenario we are going through a churn the opportunities are humongous but the idea is whenever the opportunity is humongous the risk of going doing wrong or buying wrong company is accordingly very very high so you need to monitor very fast where the opportunities are look at it this way in our economy let me tell you one simple fact we should never remember that the bear market has started in 2020 our markets are falling from 2018 january onward we are in a two and a half year bear market already you might say nifty ne to naya high banaya in january february this year but look at this only 10 15 shares triggered a rally in nifty if you look at the broader market i'll give you simple example the broader market is all mid and small cap right and nifty small cap index today is down by 67% from its peak in 2018 january is that kind of a deep bear market most of the stocks so out of 1300 1400 stocks that trade in indian market almost 85 90% of stocks are at their 3 year low the simply means our market is in a bear market for last more than 2 and a half years and the and the fall is severe 670 80% of wealth has got destructed by of majority of indian companies in the last 2 and a half year and that is opportunity you can't think of a bear market more than 3 years long more than 70% of top from top the prices has fallen you can't think of more this thing so this is this why i brought this topic that bear market is more than 2 and a half year old and 70% of india's you know stock prices has got destructed to tell you the kind of severe bear market we are in and that's an opportunity because after these kind of a fall these long bear market always gives birth to a bull market i was coming to that yeah. so what is happening is there are now uh, see in the month of march the entire market has gone on the sell side so everybody wanted to sell now the other thought which is emerging is there is two school of thoughts so one they saying the markets have already bottomed out and good time to enter into and the other school of thought is that they are saying that uh, markets have not bottomed out and uh, as the numbers corporate numbers will start coming out 
USC markets uh, uh, start correcting. So, uh, well, it's very difficult to predict, but what's your sense uh, if you could uh, throw some more light on this? Yeah, because very relevant. You know, this this is I think this fear is uh, there widespread among everyone. Look at it this way. So FY twenty one EPS will be down from FY twenty. We all know next two quarter the EPS will have huge amount. Yes, but we are also sure that after the two very deep and very bad quarters, the third fourth quarter will have normalcy. So where it was in January February, that level we will reach back by say January next year. Now market has already fallen to the extent where the earning will fall, right? So no one is talking more than thirty percent GDP go fall, right? No one is talking about the Indian GDP. So best number is six percent, seven percent. Very bearish people are talking fifteen percent kind of a GDP contraction. Our market has already contracted thirty percent, right? So market has already fallen to what is being talked today. The earning will fall by twenty percent. The GDP will fall by fifteen percent. Look at the market. Market has already fallen by thirty percent. So, to my mind, in terms of purely fundamental, whatever could go wrong in terms of economy, the market is reflecting. Now, this doesn't mean market will rapidly rise from here. Market requires trigger. So, once the valuation is cheap, when once the long term or medium term trajectory for the market is very good, you still require trigger for market to rally. And there is no trigger right now. So, right now, the bearishness that we are seeing in the market is basically not because of bad fundamental. That is already there in the price. What bearishness we are seeing in the market is more because there is no visible trigger at the moment. Now let me tell you what my timing sense is in terms of trigger. I think the first month where some positive trigger will start happening in India is August. Why I am saying this? IIP of April will be bad, May will be bad, June will be you know not so good. By July, July we should be starting some travel upward in terms of you know Q and Q or month on month kind of a rally because lockdown will be completely over by June and say for example. So July will give you a semblance of better IIP than what it is today. Number one, number two, lot of government policy which has come. Say for example, we are talking about some shift from China to India in terms of manufacturing. Look at the government policy. The policy has announced forty-eight thousand crore rupee. As a sales uh, uh, incentive, so any company which does a application to government of India for starting second of August to thirty first of August, in case that company gets approval for building, uh, so so like for all the electronic item, whatever the uh, incentive has come, August is the month where they will be applying to the government to put a plant. So August may you will get a picture that how much of new factories are coming in India. Number two, number three, August you will be sure about the monsoon. You will be sure about the kharif sowing, right? Now, right now, if everything looks normal in agriculture, uh, no, monsoon appears very normal. If kharif sowing is well, and we are coming out of a very good rabi crop, rabi crop has happened humongously well. Uh, purchasing has happened. If the kharif sowing is fine, and so many people who had gone to villages will make sure the kharif sowing is well, that simply means Diwali will be little relatively better consumption time in India. Now, if Diwali is going to be better because of Kharif and other uh, rural uh, little bit of buoyancy, that means all our trade people, all our distributor, wholesaler will start, you know, putting their inventory starting September onward. You know, they'll start building inventory for Diwali sales. So August manufacturing number will start improving. So August is the month, first month from where some trigger starts for the uh, for the country as such. So as I said, you know, just to sum up on my view on the market. Things are bad, bad because there is no trigger. There is no positive trigger right now in this month and the next two months. 
and whatever gdp contraction has to happen iip contraction has to happen corporate earning has to happen prices fall more than that so fundamentally saying ki lot of fall will happen does it make any logical argument to my mind only thing rally will not start in a hurry because there is no visible trigger corona is still in our life it has not started you know tapering on the figures has not come down there is no vaccine as yet also there is no visible iip improvement which i think august will be first month from where recovery will start so we should be uh, we should be we should remain very you know risk averse we should be very very careful how we deploy our money maybe deploy in three four trenches maybe deploy some now some in august and some maybe diwali time where we will be clearer about how economic trajectory is happening but my own sense is you should be bullish in medium to long term at the juncture of the market where it is today क्वेश्चन by mr sachin okay uh, hi sachin see uh, next one year means you are talking about the may 22 2022 i i i am 100% sure it's a good decision to do you should put money for one year let's make it one year plus because below less than one year is a lot of speculative not trading my own horizon of one year uh, short term thinking is one to three years so if you are putting for one year i i think it's not a bad time to put money right now towards inequity market unmute yourself uh, anuja we can't hear you yes so the next question is uh, from mr vivan mehta current market pe 21.34 do you still think market is cheap with low earnings in so many qtys yeah see this is very uh, again very important and lot of you know uh, uh, the number in the market has to be taken with you know uh, very very carefully you should look at the number of these comes you know this 21 p is uh, from where it is coming indian economy so so earning of most of the indian corporate has been very very bad in the current quarter which has depressed the earning right the idea to look for it where the number would be say in next two years so you have to look for the next two year number than the current historical number because market is not something which will run on a simple today's number So if you it runs on today's number, that simply means for the next two quarter market should fall a lot because the earning for the next two quarter will be bad, and then in one quarter it should jump also very high because then the earning will become normal. Market doesn't do this thing. Market normalizes itself. This calendar year, this financial year 21 is surely a pass. Anyone investing on a basis of FY 21 earning or FY 20 earning will not get the right picture in a context where our economy or the situation of the humanity per se is. the only important thing is where the number in fy20 would be to my mind if i look at any stock from fy21 perspective it is not good at all but we know why it is not good so every analyst or every investor has to look for fy22 numbers a 21 number will give you so pe is what price divided by earning now which year earning you are taking is very important in terms of pe so if you take fy20 eps or fy21 eps will get a very wrong pe because this is abnormality market will always ignore market will work on fy22 pe the idea is to look for is any company which will gain market share this calendar year everything will be bad sales will be lower pat will be lower companies which will gain market share this financial year 
will reap good amount of reward in FY22 in terms of their earning. So the idea to look for is FY22, and on, on FY22 we are close to 15 times as, as of now. So we have one more question for Mr. Vivan. Uh, he's asking, what is your view on gold? See, Vivan, there are, uh, gold is for sure. You know, uh, remember in March when things were falling, as I said, you know, move to cash trade. Every company was selling all the ETF. In that three week, even gold fell. So from 1st of March to 23rd of March, when the bear market happened across globe, even gold was falling a lot because gold, people invest in gold through mostly ETF, most of the corporation. But then things have reversed. Gold made a new uh, calendar year high. Surely in the world where we are today with all kind of, you know, after the Corona also, there are some geopolitical tension which will happen. It's being talked and the chances of that is very high. In that scenario, gold is a natural uh, uh, asset class which will do better. But be very sure the rally will not be linear. Why? Every, every country which produces gold, say Russia or South Africa and other country, their economy is in a very, very bad shape. So these countries will produce more gold this year, right? Because they are suffering in their economy from other regions. Now to compensate losses from that segment of economy, they'll produce more gold to, to make their economy better. So whenever higher consumption number, a higher production number will come, gold will fall. So the rally in gold will be there, but it will be very, very choppy. If you remember Russia in a few years, a few months, back, a month back, Russian government said they will not buy gold from their own mines. That simply means what? The production will be high, but there will not be physical demand. So whatever demand is there, demand is mostly in the form of ETF in the gold. So there is a gold ETF demand, but there is a huge spot supply. This will make sure gold will go up, but will be very, very choppy. So good amount of correction will keep happening in the rally. So have a patience. Only buy on those uh, choppiness. Only buy on those declines. That will be a better strategy in the asset class of gold. Yes, sir. So the next question is from Mr. Ilesh Shah. He has asked that has market really bottomed out or there is still some pain left? I'm just see if you look, if you ask me from a fundamental perspective, the market has fallen more than the GDP. Most possibly the amount of GDP uh, degrowth which will happen. Market has fallen more. The kind of earning damage which will happen to Indian company market has fallen more. So to my mind, purely on an economic basis, corporate number basis, market has made the bottom. 7500 where the nifty hit has made a bottom. But see, we are in a bottoming out scenario right now. Till the trigger doesn't come, till the positive trigger doesn't come back inside economy, the market will be prone to a lot of choppiness. In that choppiness, if we make some, you know, retest there or maybe make some a percent or two fall here and there is not that important. From a theoretical perspective, from a macroeconomy, for a corporate number perspective, we have made a bottom. Right now, we are in a choppy bottoming out period with a little bout of, you know, rally. So, so 10,000 maybe fall to 8,000 will keep happening till a trigger comes. And first trigger would be August and may possibly will be the worst possible delay of the bottoming point to my mind is Diwali uh, near now. In between there would be some some volatility and you have to be you know you have to use the volatility to deploy more money right now. That should be the strategy uh, basically as an investor. Next question is from Mr. Vikram. Your view on retail and office commercial spaces, lease rentals and prices. Yeah. So uh, if you had asked me this question in February, I was very bullish on retail and still remain uh, quite uh, positive on retail sector. Uh, the only thing is to identify the company very carefully. Uh, we own only three retail companies in our portfolio. Uh, 
once you know our portfolio will know those names they are high quality franchise hardly they have any debt in their balance their retail the pro, the problem are two basically you know people drive retail through lot of debt and that's a sure sort uh, problem with those company who are having huge amount of uh, debt in their retail business retail is a very low margin business in a low margin business if you put lot of debt uh, you are prone to those kind of a problem we don't own any of those names in india whether the per capita income in next 5 year will degrow will no one will ask me no one will tell you that the per capita income will degrow if per capita income grows the formalized way of buying from a retail is um, is going to be very very high in spite of e-commerce uh, becoming more prominent in our life organized retailer where the inventory turnover ratio is very very high so they churn inventory in 4 day 8 day and there are good many names we own some of those uh, three of those names also so those segment of uh, retail company where debt is very low inventory turnover is very very high remains a good pocket to buy uh, at this point in time couple of them are very costly so you may, you can wait for some correction to enter to but by and large this pocket is not good other retailers where the inventory was very very high lot of a lot of, food, uh, lot of uh, retailer, they used to have huge amount of inventory their business model is surely surely broken after the corona so uh, be very very selective where you are buying commercial real estate my own sense is you know there will be some damage for sure but every company with lesser number of employee will require bigger offices to work through so that will compensate the problem uh, and we don't have too many company in india in commercial real estate maybe a reed is there and there are three more companies there are four company only i think in commercial real estate listed in india you don't have too many opportunity to buy or lose money also he says is either way and these company have reasonable uh, valuation right now number one number two uh, I, my own sense is offices will be bigger than what it is today we will not you will not have a very crampy office uh, so a modern good office space will not lose the sign um, there will be some initial rea negative reaction but those reactions should be bought into not uh, sold into okay sir so uh, the next question is from mr rilesha market rally in india is strongly correlated with foreign investors how does india fare compared to other markets in terms of attractiveness when are international in, in, international investors likely to return to india excellent see i'll give you again, again I, i i just told you the idea which i said indian market is in a bear market for last two and a half years and we are almost 60 70% down from rp now let me give you another uh, shocker indian economy is deaccelerating indian economy is deaccelerating for last 10 years indian economy is deaccelerating so our problem in the economy is not one month two month old is 10 year old let me uh, just uh, elaborate on that an economy means lot of things is a consumption is one basket manufacturing is another basket infrastructure is another basket export import is another basket there are a lot of different different basket look at the growth rate of export import last 10 years our growth has continuously fallen in terms of our external trade in terms of our investment we have continuously downtrended for since 2012 i suppose in terms of manufacturing again our growth rate has fallen in the last almost 12 13 years only the consumption was driving the economy only the consumption and retail banks only two space was driving the whole market and whole economy uh, in last 10 12 years so now let us add together so market is in a bear phase for more than two and a half years severe bear phase but economy is even in a big bear phase now after a bear phase only a bull phase come we all know everything moves in cycle 
after a 10 year pain the chances of becoming something better in terms of economy is very very high if manufacturing gets the kind of importance or kind of talk people are doing on manufacturing or people are talking about you know even in the agriculture so let's uh, take the economy in three part agriculture industry and services look look at the agriculture part now things what has happened surely will mean the agriculture which was growing at 1.5 2% will grow at 3.5 4% right so that will be the extra delta to even this year uh, gdp growth which is a which would surprise people who are very negative on indian gdp growth rate industry if it if it gets a even 1 2% delta away from china to india even 1 2% i'm not talking about 10% 5 the right now our number of person in indian manufacturing is 20% of our population if this number gets even 2% delta overall impact on our export import on our manufacturing will be substantially higher after 10 year of problem in economy if this gets addressed be sure that will be a start of a new bull market as far as economy goes and which can create humongously multiplier impact on the stock prices stock multiples and other things now it will happen this year anyone guess we don't know we are still in a very dicey global and local atmosphere let corona get settled let clarity become clearer ki how much of china to india is we are seeing but at the end of this calendar year even 1% 2% delta positive will start that 2021 indian economy bull market will start in some form what will be the speed of the bull market we don't know right now that depends upon policy and how businessman becomes aggressively which is very very negative right now no doubt about this but at the end of lot of negativity only thing which can start is bit of positivity so i hope next calendar year we will have that economy also coming and helping us uh, out so we should have that perspective in my in our mind so the next question is coming from mr vivan what's your views on us market uh see us market is very squid right now if you look at the us market the top 15 20 stocks they are commanding huge amount of market cap right Uh, i that reminds me of almost 1960s 70s of america where there the popular nifty 50 stock not nse nifty but the american nifty 50 stock only 50 stocks were driving most of the gains in the stock market and america is again in a similar uh, situation right now nasdaq is close just 5% down from its 2020 high and other markets are down by 25% america is a very squid in terms of stock market is a very squid market just because of few corporates they are the whole market is performing very very nice right similar to in india last year we performed well because of few company only my own sense is mean reversion invariably comes this is not going to last for a very very long time the whole income inequality which happens in the economy the root cause of income inequality is only few company large company keep becoming larger a large part of the mid company remaining mid or becoming a small company a small company becoming macro company macro company going out of the market altogether this kind of a cycle is not sustainable to my mind if i remember recollect clearly 1970s america they started forcing company to break into many sub parts so intel was a big company then and got broken into three four segment at&t was a big company then was got broken into three four different different areas now will that same thing will happen to amazon and google of the world i am not sure nothing is there in a politics side now. but this is going to happen maybe sooner than later maybe 2 3 years down the line this kind of a talk will happen monopoly will start getting broken in us also because that is what is skewing the world the world inequality is coming from that point and some day politicians will start uh, shouting on those things as of today if you ask me 
purely india stock market us stock market us stock market looks appealing at least for next one year perspective they are doing better than india and there is no denying they will still do better than indian stock market at least for next one year but if you ask me five year six year view i will have serious doubt on uh, that paradigm the next question is from mr anil when do we expect the nifty to reach 12000 level will the bank nifty will go down further if yes then what will be the bottom level see uh, uh pretty again uh, uh, very relevant i think it must be questions in everyone minds including my own mind even in my mind that's going on you know on a regular basis uh, i just said it through, uh, when vikas was asking me uh, when i said the kind of earning we had for corona so february 2020 whatever earning was of indian corporate that much of earning for those company will come back maybe after three quarter or four quarter once that much earning will come there will not be any reason why prices should not be there so when we fell from 12000 we should surely reach 12000 now the question is how many quarters right and here we all can have little bit of you know uh, our own sense of uh, where it would be my own sense is february 2021 if i look at uh, not from any uh, other region purely from corporate number that i am pursuing every company management i am talking and i am trying to figure out where it is i hope by february next year our earning will be similar uh, so february 2021 earning will be similar to february 2020 earning the expect expectation for fy21 which was there in february 2020 the expectation for fy22 a similar expectation will be there in february 2021 so that's a point where i think at least corporate number will be very very similar uh, for sure only thing journey from here to there will be v or w or what kind of a shape will be there is debatable but the earning will be there once earning will be there i will i don't see any reason why price should not be there so that's my understanding but uh, but you should keep uh, take this view of mine with full caution within one year time frame not, no one can be you know very very sure so it's my uh, is my you know extrapolation of current corporate earning where something can go wrong by few months for sure coming to bank nifty you know bank nifty the problems are you know double whammy right now every bank has become a psu bank you know the problem with i i own few private sector bank i own few nbfc also in my portfolio excellent franchise excellent management but in in uh, in corona what is happening government policy has become too you know uh, forceful to every company say for example i just example of moratorium now the moratorium which has got extended today by rbi what is the problem for me as an analyst when this quarter number has come i am not sure what is the actual extent of npa why because people have taken moratorium now a lot of people have taken moratorium for a purely corona purpose and they will start paying their emi once things become normal understandable but how much of uh, people have not paid their emi because they have a genuine stress i don't know so every company's number every banking number or their provisions in their balance sheet which has happened this last quarter i am not sure whether that's that's like that reflects the true picture of the business of the bank now the problem with the moratorium is what after the june quarter also when july number will come we will not be knowing for sure how much of npa has happened now so so what has the what the government has done with lot of good policy but couple of policies where we as a analyst are not sure of what actual npa number is happening in our banks now that simply means what whenever the uncertainty is high the valuation multiple falls so your price to book will fall for banks because you are now more uncertain for next another one quarter 
See, bad news. No one is scared. Market is never scared of bad earning. Market is scared of uncertainty of the numbers. If I pretty well know this company has this much problem in the balance sheet, I can make my bid. If this is the particular price, I can bid on these numbers. But when I'm not sure of the balance sheet of anything, how will I bid in the marketplace? How will I understand what is the fair value of that stock? Because the balance sheet numbers, I'm not sure of what the number of NPA is. So bank is right now getting, you know, uh, bank's problem right now is we don't know what those NPA number would be. So when we will reach March of next financial year, what kind of NPA number will happen? We just do not know. My own sense is it will not be very, very large. Look at 2008, the most aggressive lender in the market was ICICI Bank, most aggressive lender. And the lending norm was not very, very strict. Then also when the 2008 collapse happened, the unsecured book where the most problem is unsecured. You don't worry about the housing loan because you know the house value is still higher than the loan value. You worry about all the unsecured loan, personal loan, consumer durable loan, loan. Those where the 100% things can go NPA. Even after 2008 for ICICI Bank, in their unsecured lending, the NPA was less than 15-14%. That means even the, the worst thing happened. And right now all these good lenders, Kotak Bank, HDFC Bank or Bajaj Finance, they have done the lending with very, very caution. So they were not giving loan in 2019 to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Their civil score and other parameters, the whole algorithm of uh, assessing a right uh, uh, customer was very, very high for these banks. So the amount of NPA in these banks should not go double digit. My own starting belief or still I'm very convinced the NPA number for in the unsecured book of say good bank like HDFC, ICICI today and Bajaj and Kotak will not be more in double digit. But because of government policy and these things, we will remain in dark for a couple of quarters. So that means simply we will price it lower, right? So Bank Nifty has, is a, has a typical problem of uh, non-transparency, if I can use the word, uh, because of the policy. Uh, come, so, so you have to wait for July, August, because June, if the if August, if the moratorium ends in, uh, say, August, September will be SMA 1, first level of SMA, which the, uh, is the indication of NPA. October will be SMA 2. Then after October resulting, we'll get some hint of what the actual number of NPA has happened. And January, you will be fairly sure of NPA number. Till that time, bank will have higher volatility than other stocks for sure. So you should be careful there. Uh, I'm not saying you should be negative on greater favor because those banks which I spoke of the names, the management is very, very prudent. They'll make sure that the business model remains very, very solid. But because of non-transparency, the price to book of even those good quality franchise will suffer in between. The next question is from Mr. Vivan. What could be triggered to markets? <laughs> a lot of factory coming from China for sure. That's the number one. You know, see that. They, see the if the foreseeable future. If I look at you know, uh, normal monsoon, good kharif sowing, right? And uh, after the APMC uh, Act changes, if things start moving better, and the 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 inflation comes down in terms of consumer price. But at the farmer's hand, the trade of the trade remains very favorable. So the realization of the money in the farmer's uh, hand becomes better than the last year. But at, at the same time, at the consumer end, inflation falls. So if I find the GDP in agri is growing higher, but the CPI inflation remains low, that will be a great, great figure. You got my point? So if the CPI inflation remains low, means consumer prices are not going. But if the GDP growth rate in terms of agri sector remains higher, that simply means the terms of trade has become very, very favorable to the rural economy. And we know 40% of India is in tier two, tier three and the rural uh, area and good amount of consumption happens there. That is very, very clear trigger. 
and i think when the q2 gdp number so when the q1 gdp number will come and qdp q1 gdp will number will come in august so august will give you an idea what delta positive impact is coming from that part of economy so that's one number two is kharif showing for sure number three is whether so look at all the hindustan lever also management con call this quarter they said lot of de stocking has happened so lot of de stocking has happened at distributors point and the retailers point so a retailer was only say a retailer was keeping a 1 lakh rupee ka value of hindustan lever product today he holds only 30000 rupee ka product in the in the in the in the store so when the store level de stocking happens the volume grows very low so once the re stocking starts so when after august if the signal is coming or if management commentary comes that the stocking re stocking has started happening in the supply chain uh, ch- channels at the wholesaler level at the distributor level at the retailer level there will be third trigger and the fourth trigger in august every company who wants to shift their production based to india at least in electronic manufacturing they have to apply by 31st of august so once we get how many of new company are coming and we got good many places you know right now if you go aurangabad it's a very close by place because uh, bitkir is there sendra is there so excellent kind of industrial land which is available plotting has happened the electricity is is easily available the sewerage is there the water supply is there you just require one certificate of environmental from mmidc office in mumbai and you can start a plant in uh, sindra in bitkin you know the kurgan company spandex has already put a plant they started in february and but say unfortunately corona has happened if little bit of movement happens if you know that uh, in 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 sindra uh, and bitkin two more factories coming from japan or some places that will be the next trigger and then diwali when we will have a clear picture of how much damage happened to consumers and how much of consumer uh, uh, demand is coming back so these are the august to diwali will be the time where all these number will come and those will be possibly the trigger for the market yeah, Amuja, so we can have last questions yes uh, sir last question, we'll kind of so uh, this question is from mr rilesh what about the exchange rate for next 5 years in your assessment would inr continue to depreciate further ahead or it's likely to see appreciation with reference to major currencies like us dollar gbp euro etc yeah very relevant question i would say uh, for you know for as a investor also as a individual also if our daughter and uh, sons are like uh, going to study in us and stuff like that or we have export import businesses very relevant question my sons is a uh, fire call on exchange will be exchange will be very very difficult we are in a very different world uh, i am pretty sure after corona a new world order in terms of economy will emerge you know what kind of a uh, whether america will change its strategy towards china where there will be a pan american pan pacific countries so australia and all korea and japan and america will have a different uh, trading block we are not sure right now whether india will join the rcep back we are not very sure of these all will have a bearing on our exchange rate if indian bonds so so one big thesis in india right now what the government is very focused upon is that indian sovereign bonds should become part of the global bond index we are very very focused on that uh, possibly if that is going to happen this calendar year by october it will happen that indian sovereign bonds so are so indian 10 year bond they will has become part of global bond index and the moment they will become part of global bond index every passive bond ind- investor the etf in the bond they will have allocation to indian uh, bond also and that means huge amount of new money coming from outside to invest in indian market uh, in indian uh, government security and those numbers are very very large they are very very large number they can trigger a good amount of appreciation in indian uh, currency 
even after this much of a selling by uh, RB, uh, api in india rupee has not fallen much if september october that trigger happens indian bonds gets gets becomes part of a uh, global bond index of barclays index and other three four major index if that happens the chances of rupee appreciating by end of uh, this calendar year will be very very high if that, that doesn't happen then we have a chance of depreciating a bit but in a medium term five year perspective how global evolves in terms of all the uh, trading blocks that will be key to watch out for uh, currency so don't take a five year view it's very difficult right now to uh, look at it take a look on rupee uh, parity right now just took short term from one year uh, in the next 8 6 7 months what is important is whether glo uh, global bond index makes india part of the index if that happens rupee is going 71 72 if that doesn't happen we will be trading where we are right now things are not balanced uh, and then how, how things move we can take a longer term call but right now taking five year call uh, to my mind i'm not very uh, i'm not very confident about the five year call currency okay so thank you so much uh, on behalf of iif and pms advisors i would like to take this opportunity to Uh, thank you mr shalendra it was uh, wonderful interacting with you we got lot of insights in terms of where are we headed in, uh, in terms of economy uh, so uh, we'll conclude the session here and uh, um, probably would love to have you in pune <laughs> sure sure on interaction sure because sure all right okay thanks thanks everyone uh, thank you for taking the time out from your busy schedule uh, so we'll keep you posted on the next development So thank you Anuja thanks everyone thank you sir thank you we'll conclude the session here thank you thank you pratap ji